This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Ola Banji. Hi, I'm Jen, and today we're going to talk about online shopping. <laughs> yeah, one of the coolest stuff ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to look yeah. up stuff, click buttons, and the next day, the little van comes along and drops off yeah. your stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool. From anywhere in the world, as a matter of fact, you can just buy things and get it to you. It feels like it would be less damaging to the earth because you're not driving to the store, but yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah, because the means of transporting what you buy to you is costly as well to the earth. It costs carbon. If we look at carbon as a currency, then we might be able to calculate how much of it it costs to get some of these things down to us. And a lot of people shop at unprecedented rates. Like, we don't buy it all at once. I mean, we're discussing batching errands the other day. And we're like, you want to get something, just get it all at once. So it comes to you at once. But uh, we buy from here, and then we buy from there, and then we buy from here, and then we buy from here because it's cheaper here. We buy from here because it's better here. We buy from for many different reasons. <laughs> and then we have... 10, 20 vans come in in a month to drop stuff. Yeah, and, and I know when I go out grocery shopping or shopping for things, I mostly what I do is grocery shopping. When I do shop, personally, I like to thrift shop, so I try and reuse things. So, um, okay. And I don't do a whole ton of that. But if I'm going out to grocery shop, I'll usually get a whole bunch of things, like a whole basket full of things. And yeah. And like you say, if... Even if you order from the same online provider, sometimes their sources are from different places. So even if you order yeah. five things, they don't all come in one box. Yeah, they don't. Um, and that's how the business works, because if they all come from the supplier, then they have to warehouse. And that's costly. That's expensive. So the cheapest way is to post it on their website and say, hey, we sell this when really they don't sell it they are only going to get it from those that sell and so when people order these things they go pick up from different places and then they bring to you which is a lot of carbon yeah i, I think if what you want to buy is around you why shop online why don't you just go get it <laughs> and for the sake of love find out if other people need it and so that you can get those things for everyone at once and reduce the carbon that it takes to get those things Absolutely. Another thing I, I've never done, but I, I know that it's possible, is that there are companies out there that tell you that they have free returns. So what that means is you can order three 
different sizes or three different colors of something, and then you send back what you don't want, what doesn't fit, and then that doubles or triples or quadruples the carbon because (laughs) you're getting it all to you and then you're sending it all back again. So that takes transport. Yeah, it does. I saw this startup. I don't know if I can mention their name now, but they have an amazing way of getting stuff to people without any carbon at all. So they have this magnetic rail kind of thing. They have it in many places. It's It doesn't need anyone to drive it. It doesn't need nothing. It just moves by some magnetic force. It's really interesting. <laughs> and then it gets to, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets to your doorstep and then it alerts you some kind of way. And then you step out and then the box opens and you pick your stuff and then it moves away. And so it, it goes like that. It's, it's like a train system, but in boxes. And I think most of it is underground. And so when it shows up, up, it's just going straight to your apartment and it's dropping stuff there. It's alerting you that it's there and then you pick it up. It's such a technology. I've been trying to figure out how they did it, but they've been funded. I mean, the last funding was around, the first one I saw was like, um, they were overfunded. As a matter of fact, they were asking for, I think, a million dollars. They were overfunded by like double of that. They got another round of funding. I think it was about $3 million and... Um, they are seriously working on it. And where is this? Because that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's in the UK. Yeah, it's in the UK because they raised their funding in pounds. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, and that's a startup. I think there are a few, not a lot of them, but supporting startups like that is another great way to get this thing done at scale. Because that way, just the way we have technology that allows us to buy these things and then it goes through all the carbon stuff and then comes to us if we have a system that allows us to fulfill the same desire without any of the carbon i think that's amazing as well and so one way is to cut down on the habit the other way is to keep the habit but support ways of not destroying the earth i think that's true because for some people it's i mean it's simple it's fast it's convenient it saves time and um, and for some people who can't get out, can't drive, can't go places, for whatever yeah. reason, it's a very nice way to get the things that you need to get without leaving your home. And I know during the pandemic, yeah. there were an awful lot of people that were housebound, and except for the poor people that had to drive the trucks and deliver everything. Yeah. But there were an awful lot of people using the online shopping because yeah. then you didn't have to go anywhere anywhere that's right so i guess uh (laughs) we'll see what happens i i think this magnetic thing sounds amazing yeah i mean my takeaway would be don't shop online unless you absolutely have to and when you do try to shop in in batches so that you don't do it all the time and then if there are people that are supporting green ways of delivery support them i mean however you can and that'll be one step forward. Sounds great. Sounds great. Thanks, Olabanti. Yeah, thank you. It's been an amazing conversation. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olabanti. Hi, I'm Dan. Today we're going to talk about what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about regenerative agriculture. Right. Regenerative agriculture. 
My understanding is that it focuses on the whole ecological system as a whole okay. instead of how much crops you can produce in one plot of land. Wow. I think that's amazing because it takes away the focus from how much can I get out of this to how much of this can I allow to grow, to exist, sort of, which is interesting. Yeah. They talk a lot in, in this topic about topsoil regeneration, like how soil in our gardens and in farms, it's a, uh, an ecosystem. And they talk about the, the biodiversity, because if you take away the topsoil and you put the same brand new soil down and then you fill it with chemicals and you you know, plant the same exact crop all of the time, oh. um, you end up with nutrient deficient carrots or whatever you're planting, right? You end yeah. up with, with whatever the food you're growing is less nutritious and doesn't actually do as well yeah. as if the soil is really, really healthy. healthy. Here's, here's something. So I can't remember what the statistics is exactly, but I heard Sadhguru say this and Sadhguru is a, um, is an advocate for soil and and stuff like that. He's a really amazing person. And he says, if we're not careful in the next 40 to 50 years, the world is going to run out of soil. And I was stunned. Like, how can we run out of soil? We step on soil. <laughs> we, it's everywhere. How do we run out of soil? <laughs> and really, he says, we're taking the generative capacity of the soil away and we're not replenishing it. And that way mm -hmm. it's going to affect how we grow food, how we, I mean, he says the food production is going to drop by over 40% in the next 10 years if we don't do something about this. And this is, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. And I think the, the whole aim of regenerative farming is to do things like some, some of the things that they talk about as the practices include crop rotation and cover cropping. Okay. And then plant and crop diversity. They talk about being careful not to till the earth so that because when you till it, you disturb the ecosystem. Mm. They talk about animal integration, like allowing animals to graze. Yeah. And then they talk about compost and waste reduction. And, and the idea with regenerative farming is that it will, it will help with climate change yeah. because if the soil is healthy, and if you till less, then uh -huh. more carbon ends up being captured in the earth. Yeah, that's right. I also think that one of the ways this can really work is knowing the kind of soil that's in the environment and what is best to plant in that soil. Because I feel like a lot of people just feel like the earth is just, I mean, there's just soil and then they go ahead planting you know, whatever, as long as they want it. And just like you said, diversity of crops. Um, but in that, it, I think it's also important to research what kind of crops would work perfectly on this soil that would make it regenerative. Um, and I think that's crucial. Mm -hmm. There's an organization called the, the Rodale Institute, and they're, they're really optimistic. They say that if all the global croplands and pastures were converted to regenerative organic agriculture, 
that the world could sequester more than, more than, I don't know what's more than, 100% of the planet's um, annual CO2 emissions. Wow. That's what they say. I know. And that, of course, not everybody's going to go for this and, and change all the croplands and pastures into organic, regenerative agriculture. But if even some of the farms did, mm-hmm. and more and more seem to be going that route because the food that comes out of these farms is better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a way to capture carbon emissions in the soil, which is very interesting. Yeah. And, and that saves us a lot of stress. And <laughs> sounds like a major way to, to fix the earth. So all the way. <laughs> well, and I mean, we'll never get to 100%, but it would be, it would be, even if we start with our own. <laughs> Uh, our own practices. So if you buy from farms, if you buy from organic producers, if you support those that are working with regenerative agriculture, then maybe more and more will will go that way. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to start. So it's more expensive though, isn't it? That's the thing. But if more and more people buy, like you said, then they can find ways to make it cheaper because that way more people will also go into this because they figure that there's a market for this. And when more people do the farming and supply more, then the prices drop. And so that's a way to make an effect on the pricing as well. And so the only way to fix the pricing is to buy (laughs) actually. Right. And if you can't buy everything organic, even if you bought one or two things that were organic, then that helps too. It doesn't have to be big. If everyone did small things. Yeah, it'll go go a long way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for this conversation. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of The Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.